0: Welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I am your host, Janine Amapola, and I hope you guys are having an amazing, amazing Tuesday. Y'all, I'm doing a solo episode today. I was traveling for a bit. We just kind of released some of the pre-recorded episodes that we had, which, y'all, I was proud of these episodes. They did really well, and some of them, of course, were very taboo or maybe more controversial, but... I hope they still bring you freedom that you've been enjoying the ones with my guests, because I really do like the ones with my guests. However, it is really fun for me to just sometimes sit down and just hang out with you guys. And before we kind of get into other things, I just want to let you all know that today's episode will be um, talking about kind of the behind the scenes of being an influencer. So maybe you're looking to get into this. Maybe you don't understand it. Maybe you're like, I just want to know More of what goes on behind the scenes. Now, you want me just to unveil everything. And I'm going to do that in today's episode because I have been an influencer for 11 years. Yes, 11 years. I will give all the history, all the stuff. So, This is per someone's request. Someone actually requested this, and I thought it was actually a really fun episode to do. I think it's interesting, and it's helpful for me sometimes when I listen to other influencers. I'm like, oh, what do they do, or how do they do that, or whatever. So it's helpful. Maybe you want to get into this. So before I do that, I did want to... first include a voice memo that I got from a listener and there's just been so many like so many of y'all have just been submitting these and I've just been so thankful. So I'm just going to include one that I recently got that honestly just like made my freaking day. So let me find that one really fast.
1: Hey Janine, I'm Samantha and I just wanted to let you know how much your podcast is impacting my life. Back in March, I called my mom in the middle of a pretty big anxiety scare, and she prayed with me and recommended that I try to find a biblical podcast, which I thought was kind of weird and random at the time since I never listened to podcasts, but I went with it, and that's when God introduced me to Happy and Healthy. It was one of the first recommendations in the app, and I decided to give it a shot, not knowing who you were. I honestly can't tell you how grateful I am that God encouraged me to choose your podcast that day, because I'm still listening to it now. It's helped me turn a corner in a season of loneliness and motivated me to be more intentional about using each day to bring God glory. So thank you so much for using your gift of encouragement to be there for me and so many other people like me, I'm sure. At the root of it, I think most of us just want to have somebody in our corner cheering us on with a biblical perspective on life. And even though we've never met, you really do feel like the big sister I never had. So thank you, Janine, and God bless.
0: Gosh, y'all. Those get me every freaking time. Like, I always get, like, super teary-eyed when I listen to those. And thank you guys again for submitting those. It is, like, my honor. It is my joy. It is my pleasure to be seen as a big sister. Like, I've never, I don't know. Like, I, I just never imagined that I would potentially be that for people. And I met a ton of people at The Porch this past Tuesday, which is a great place you should go to if you're a young adult here in Dallas. Every Tuesday it's called The Porch. And I just get DMs and all these... Things of just people being like, you're like a big sister to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, because they're like, you're like a couple steps ahead of us. And yeah, like I'm 28. I've been through some crap in my life and I'm figuring this out just as y'all do. However, I do feel like I've overcome a lot through the Holy Spirit, through God in my life. And I think that's why I feel like equipped to do this. And it's like, it brings me no greater joy than to share this with you guys and provide answers and solutions. And hopefully, excuse me, hopefully, hope you'll be more happy and healthy in your life and that's the goal. Thank you for the voice memos. I do also want to say two things. Um number 1, y'all we hit 2 million plus streams on the podcast which is massive. I'm freaking out. Like I literally cannot believe like 2 million listens on this podcast. Like it blows my mind when I started this I literally had no idea like two years ago when I started this I had no idea what it would be and here we are and we have merch coming soon and the website dropping soon and everything I'm going to LA actually this next weekend to meet with my podcast coordinator Um, and her and I are gonna you know film some guests out there in LA so I'm really excited I get to finally go back to my studio which we'll talk about this but I get to go to my studio out there with my agency and film with some guests that are out in LA and then we get to shoot the merch and I'm just so excited, like things are just happening and things are moving and gosh, God is so good in the midst of all the crap that I am dealing with right now. um, If you follow my Instagram, you know, I just kind of was talking about how I have been going through a lot of stuff and been really sad lately and dealing with a lot of housing stuff and just a little bit of confusion and just really wrestling with trusting God right now, even though I know God is good um yeah just to be honest like yeah I'm a Christian and yes I'm always encouraging guys to trust God but there are going to be seasons where it's difficult and it feels hard and it feels just heavy and like oh gosh what are you what are you doing God and that's kind of where I'm at right now and I don't think this will last I really don't but currently yeah that's the season I'm in right now and eventually I'll open up more about that but right now I'm just I'm grieving, I'm sad, I'm trying to process. And also on the other side, I have so much joy. I have the joy of the Lord. I have peace because something that I've learned and I'll talk about this in other podcasts going forward is no one can take away or give you peace. Like if you are a Christian and you have the Holy Spirit and you have the helper, which is the Holy Spirit, the advocate, the the prince of peace inside of you, no one can take that away or give that to you. Like that's inside you. Like you have that. That is something that we automatically get as a daughter or son of the king. And so in the midst of all the things I'm dealing with and I'm super, super busy with work right now, like I'm working on this big project, I'm working on releasing the the merch, I have a photo shoot, I'm working on releasing the merch. And I think I just said that, I don't know. (laughs) Brandos. there's just so, it feels, I I feel pretty overwhelmed and I'm also planning something for the upcoming months. Like there's so much going on that I feel so overwhelmed. But at the same time, I have joy. Like, I have peace. I have joy. And that's just where I'm like, man, God, you are so incredibly, unbelievably good. And that's what I want you to have is, like, in the midst of, you know, like, whatever's going on, like, you can still have joy. You still can have peace. And that's what it looks like when you just walk with Christ and you well with him and you just seek him and you say, God, give me your peace and he will give it to you. So anyway, those are just some tangents. I just want to say thank you guys for the two million streams, for the voice memos, for listening. I can't wait to release the merch. Can't wait to talk about future projects coming up. Um, but yeah, all good things in the midst of chaos and having to deal with so much crap in my life right now. Um, God is good and yeah, things will look up. Okay. This too shall pass. Okay. Anyway, Let's get into today's episode of talking about, you know, what is it like being an influencer? What does it look like to have a team? What does it look like financially? What if you want to do this? What are some things you should know, et cetera, et cetera. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and let's just get right into it. All right. So based off this DM I got from Kim, she said, Hey, Janine, may you please do an episode on your career as a whole? example please give me more insight on your team which people professions you chose to have how did you know who to choose on your team how did you know what you needed um how do you manage your finances concerning everything in general around that with payments and arrangements all things business concerning janine amapola which i don't know this is interesting because i do feel like there's this weird like gray area that a lot of people don't know about influencers because they see Obviously, people know we make money. People know we do brand deals. People know we travel. People know we have teams. It's normal now to know these things. I think in the beginning, it was kind of weird to kind of be like, yeah, I have someone helping me film my video. Yeah, I have someone helping me edit my videos. Because in the beginning, especially when I started, um, I started 10 years ago. I, I was the one that edited everything. I did my videos. I filmed it. I, work, I worked for hours and hours and hours till four in the morning being like, I have to get this video up. I remember in college, because I went to Texas and my channel blew up in college, that was when I was grinding. But that's also when my YouTube channel blew up the most because I put in the work. So at the time, it was almost like you felt ingenuine or unauthentic if you had help because everyone wanted to be like, no, like this is my empire, this is my thing. Like I don't need anyone to do this for me. So, yeah, at the time when I started, um, I didn't know you could even make money on it. I did this genuinely because I loved creating content. I got intrigued. I thought it was so fun. And then, lo and behold, it turned into an entire career. Um, so, when I was at Texas, my channel blew up. Um, I grew literally from, like, 190,000 subscribers to, like, a million in a couple months. It was pretty crazy. Like, in the like an eight-month time span. It was so crazy. Um, life was crazy. It was all just, like happening so fast and i graduated college and just knew i was like i want to do this full time so i just took youtube very very seriously that was like my main endeavor was youtube at the time that's how people mostly know me they whenever they come up to me they're like oh my gosh i've been watching on youtube for 10 plus years whatever it's so crazy to me like literally the other day i met this girl at the porch and she was like i've been watching you for six years like i watched your whole like channel evolve and i was like that's so crazy but Nowadays, social media is very different. You know, now it's podcasting and everyone has, you know, multiple members on their teams and they're making a lot of money and you have a whole an empire and people have studios now and they have office spaces and they have podcasts and TikToks and Instagrams and clothing lines and brands and coffee lines. And it's like this whole empire has just completely emerged and i think it's really cool but i also think you know if you're using it for good then yes it's it's definitely something that's sustainable and something that i enjoy if you use for good so um you know i've been on this for a while and i've seen it kind of shift from people being like ah youtube's not really my thing anymore and for me personally youtube is not my ultimate passionate passion right now i would say more podcasting is tiktok more is and the other projects i'm working on um, and I still absolutely love YouTube. I still watch YouTube here and there. I am still posting vlogs every now and then, but it's just not my ride or die anymore because I've done it for so long. I just feel a little burnt out from it. Um, but podcasting, it's like, I just, you guys can see hopefully that I feel so just like, Oh, like I love it. I I'm so passionate about it. You know, now every everything's evolved. And so now that's what people are seeing is now influencing has become normal. It's become okay. It's become acceptable versus when I was doing it in the beginning, people were like, what the frick are you doing, you psycho? Like, everyone in high school thought I was so strange. My parents thought I was strange. My siblings thought I was strange. Even my high school boyfriend at the time was like, I don't understand why you're posting yourself on the internet. Like, literally no one understood it. But when God has placed a calling on your life, sis, you better freaking do it. You better follow that. You better pursue it. Because I just believe when God has put something on your heart, don't let a man stop you from doing it. I'm not specifically talking like, the gender man, I'm talking about like people in general, like don't let someone stop you from doing that. And that's something that I always did. As I said, you know what? Even if people don't understand this, even if people think I'm weird, like it took some uncomfortability. It took some awkwardness. It took me having to be embarrassed all the time in high school, but I did it because I loved it. And I just felt like there was something in it for me. And so if that's kind of where you are right now, do it please because the cool thing is for y'all now like it's acceptable when I started it was not acceptable everyone thought I was so strange and such a dork and so weird and I remember begging my dad like dad please buy me a camera like please 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 like I had this like tiny little canon power shot camera which I guess those are coming back now apparently like I'm like what everything always comes back. It's all full circle. I first, uh, like used that camera and I begged my dad for my birthday. Cause my dad really, we didn't have very much money growing up. And my dad was like, I don't have money, but I'm going to work my hardest to buy you this camera. And I asked him for a Canon rebel T4. I, if you know, you know, like this was like the it camera back in the day when you got this camera that the flip out screen, it was like, we freaking made it, baby. And I thought I made it at that moment. I was like, y'all, I did it. It was so crazy. So my dad, I so appreciate him. He didn't totally understand it, but he still kind of supported it, but also really wanted me to make different content, but he he allowed me to do it. So that was really, really cool. And this is at the time too when we were going to like iMats and VidCon and Playlist Live and BeautyCon. Like all these like influencer events were happening and it was it was crazy. So Anyway, at the beginning, I did everything on my own. Like, I did get a manager. I'm sorry. I did get an agent early on. So, about in 2013 or 2012, no, when was it? No, I'm sorry. Around 2015 is when I signed with my agent, and so at the time, this is when everyone was starting to get agents and managers, and I remember there was one manager that everyone worked with, and I was like, I don't have a good feeling about this manager. I don't really want to work with her. I'm really glad I stuck with that intuition because, you know, something, some ish had went down with that. So anyway, around this time, this was still when I was filming everything, editing everything. I mean, I was doing everything. I was responding back to brands all by myself, trying to renegotiate everything by myself, which was really hard. And so back in 2015, my agency, which is Abrams artists, they are now called a three. They reached out to me. I had no idea who they were. They uh, jumped on a call with me. They sounded legit. And they were like, we want to work with you. We see so much potential in you. We see your channel. We want to, you know, we've just started this digital influencer side of our agency because Abrams artists was traditionally actually for, um, acting and modeling and voiceovers. And TV shows. And so I was like, okay, that's really cool. So if I did want to get into those, I could through this agency. But they said specifically we want – I just spit literally (laughs) everywhere. If you watch the YouTube video, sorry about that. But they were like, we're starting this digital agency side and we want you in on it. And so I was like, I don't really know much about them. But for some reason I had a good feeling about them and I signed with them. Then I told my sister and my sister was like a world – traveled model and I was like oh yeah this agency wants to work with me and she was like oh what's the agency's name and I was like Abrams artists I was like I don't know anything about them and she was like you signed with Abrams artists and I was like yeah like what's the big deal she's like do you know who they are and I was like no she's like Ginny that is one of the top three agencies like in the United States and I was like I literally had no idea she's like how did you sign with them I was like I don't I was like they reached out to me so It was definitely the Lord. I don't know how it happened, but the Lord just connected it. And I'm still signed with them to this day. So at that time, I started passing off my brand deals to my agent. And his name is Keith. Shout out Keith. He is still my agent to this day. He's like family to me. Like I've watched him get married and I've watched him have kids and his second one's on the way. And it's awesome. Like he's so amazing. Got this agent and I started passing off brand deals to him. And, you know, still at this time, like I said, it was very overwhelming because I was like, doing everything on my own and so then later on I started being like okay I want to start bringing in some videographers because I need help to film so then I started adding videographers to the team and then eventually I started adding editors and it kind of stank because I was such a perfectionist with my YouTube videos like I still am but the, excuse me I have such like yeah like acid reflux or something I'm sorry which are we surprised if you've been listening like every single episode I have this you should probably go get that checked out but anyway um, at this time too, it was like, I was such a perfectionist. I still am. And it was really hard for me to delegate, like really hard for me to pass off my YouTube video without me being like, Oh, like, why do they put that text there? Why do they rate? Why did they like edit it that way? I don't want that song, but I had to learn to just like, let go. So, um, Eventually, as I grew and I became more successful, my channel was blowing up. The brand deals were getting bigger. The opportunities were getting more. There was more things I was wanting to do, whether that was you know speaking engagements or a book or merch or um, you know just like all the endeavors that I started to do. The Abide Tribe podcast. My agent was like Jay, like I just think we need more help. I can't do this all. Um, he also manages a ton of other people, and he was like, I think you need to specifically get a manager. And so I was like, well, where do I get a manager? I had no idea. So he had recommended this woman to me, and she owned her own business, and uh, I met with her. And I actually had known her in the past from my past YouTube days because there was this network called Style Hall back in the day. If, again, you, if you know, you know this was like the OG YouTube network because YouTube networks were like all the thing back in the day. And he was like, I think you and her would click. So we met, we talked about all the deals, and she was like, yes, like, let's do it. So – I now have this manager and my agent, and they knew each other. They worked hand-in-hand, hand, and unfortunately, which, I mean, it is the part of the business, which, you know, you want to pay people, of course, but they do take a percentage of everything that I do. So my manager takes 10%. My agent takes 10%. And so um, – they help me manage everything. So my agent negotiates all the deals for me. He talks to the brands. If it's like a really big brand that's like, hey, we want to do this with you. He makes sure basically like I don't get screwed over. I get the deal that I want. They're not trying to like steal all these usages from me. They're not trying to like manipulate me or brain what Not brainwash me. That would not be the right word. They're not trying to take advantage of me essentially. And so he's dope. So once we kind of secure the deal, Keith has done the negotiations that it passes on to my manager Layla, and Layla is now like, okay, let's talk to the brand. What does the brand want? Um, you know, what are the dates? What are the deadlines? What is the fee? What, how, what what kind of clothing do they need for it? What are the products that need to be sent out? So she's the in between woman that's just making sure that I don't you know miss a deadline. Everything stays on track. The brand's happy. I'm happy. I'm able to go to her also and be like, I don't like this in this brand deal. And she can say, okay, let me go back and renegotiate. Hey, Janine actually doesn't want that. And then the brand will be like, okay, let me see if we can fix it or adjust that, whatever. So she's kind of like the in-between now between me and the brand. Keith is kind of done. He's done his part. He's done his negotiations. And he does, he's always included in all the emails. But mainly Layla is my girl now. And Layla has an assistant, Tatiana. And so I partner with both of them, and so we're like a tri-team. So we all have a, we always have a group text of like, hey, what are the deadlines? What's coming up? What do we need to work on? Or what I can do to my managers, I could be like, hey, y'all, I want to release merch. Do you guys mind finding out who I can partner with? Who, who can we work with that will give me the best merch? So their job is to say, okay, let me go see who I know. Let me see what contacts I have that I can make this happen. And so it's pretty cool because they can go and – talk to their other talent that they work with and see who their talent has worked with and compare rates and find out, um, oh, okay, so this talent made – I'm just going to make, make up a number. This talent made $5,000, and she had less followers than Janine. So we know that Janine has more followers, so she can make $7,000, whatever. I'm literally making up numbers as we speak. So she can kind of compare, and she, it's really helpful. Like, if I didn't have my team – I would be very overwhelmed, very stressed out, very just like I I would I would be falling behind. Absolutely. So now I have a manager. And then as again, I became more successful when I was still living out in L.A., um, my agent and my manager were like, hey, we really think you need to get a lawyer. So the next person I added to my team was a entertainment lawyer. So I kind of went through some lawyers. We talked about the process, what percentage they would be taking. They take five percent. And they basically make sure I legally do not get screwed over because if anyone for some odd reason were to sue me or a brand were tried, would try to take advantage of me or put something, some crazy clause in a contract that she's like, absolutely not. Because I mean, for me, like I might look at a contract and be like, oh, great, like I'm just gonna sign it. She makes sure that I do not get screwed over legally in any way. If I ever have any legal questions, this is my person, which honestly, the more successful you become, the more bigger deals, the more contracts you're signing. The more opportunities you have or there's more money, there's all these things, more people are involved, you want to make sure legally you are protected because I've seen some people get massively screwed over. And so instead of people being able to necessarily sue me, they'll sue my business. So Janine, me personally, is protected. However, the business could be sued. That's why having an LLC is very, very important. And so I created an LLC. I made that years and years and years ago. And if you're an influencer absolutely recommend. your tax benefits. There's so many things you can write off. So make an LLC. And I did that. And so that's super, super important. And so throughout all of this time, like I said, I have my lawyer, my manager, my manager, my agent. I know it sounds very overwhelming. And you would never think like, oh, an influencer has all of this stuff. And I would have never thought I would need all this stuff. But as you evolve in the business, you start to realize you need it. And now it, this like literally is a full-time career. Like absolutely, even if people don't fully understand that or even if people are like, oh, that's the dumbest job ever. You provide no value to the world. You're fake. You're this or whatever. People can think whatever they want to think. I personally know when I listen to my voice memos and I read my DMs or whatever, I know I'm making a difference. I know I feel so fulfilled in this job. Absolutely love this job, despite some of the cons. I know this stuff is beneficial, and so even though people might look at us and be like, why would you need a team? We do. It's a full-time job. Now, this is a full-on business. When I was living out in LA, I was like, I'm overwhelmed. I need help creating content. I need help running errands. I need help with someone to keep me on my schedule to just do more of the mundane work stuff with me. And so I brought on an assistant who now became my podcast coordinator. So her name's Alejandra. She's the best. She was my assistant when I lived out in LA for about two and a half years, maybe. And so, yeah, she helped me create content. She helped me f- helped film everything. Um, she would help me, you know, brainstorm for brand deals and all this stuff. And then when I moved back to Dallas, I promoted her to now being my podcast coordinator. So She is the brains and the beauty behind this whole entire podcast. So when I film an episode, you know, I pass it on to her. She edits. She reaches out to people. She coordinates guests. She does my calendar. She makes sure I don't miss a deadline, all the things. She edits all the brand deals, all that stuff. So she's the GOAT. And so that's another person on my team is the podcast coordinator, which eventually when I want to get a studio, I'm going to need to have someone probably here. In Dallas to help me film that, set that up, invite the guests, like do the whole shebang. And so I have that. So today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. And the reason why I'm really excited to talk about BetterHelp is because I know for me, there was a season where I faced extreme burnout. I was doing YouTube for 10 years, I was posting every single week on top of that a podcast and all the brand deals and all the different things that come within this job. And even though I'm thankful for them, it just felt like so much pressure and I definitely, definitely faced burnout. So at the beginning of this year, I decided to take a step back from social media for two weeks because I was genuinely struggling. And within those two weeks, I sought out help. I sought out a counselor in some Mentors to help me during this process because I genuinely believe it is so therapeutic, so necessary for us to seek help when we need it. There's nothing wrong with needing help, nothing wrong for asking for help and just having someone to talk to. So that's where BetterHelp can come in. And I believe that this is something that could be very beneficial. So if you're someone that is struggling right now and you need help, that's where BetterHelp can come in. So BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't even have to see someone if you don't want to. It is also much more affordable than in-person therapy, so you can be matched to the therapist in under 48 hours. So if you're desperate, if you're really like, I need someone to talk to right now, this is where BetterHelp's going to come in, which is so amazing. So just so you all know, my happy and healthy listeners, you guys will get 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash healthy. I believe that being healthy means having someone to talk to and someone to process these feelings through so that's why I really firmly believe in this and if you're a Christian as well because I know a lot of my listeners are Christians you can also find therapists that are also faith-based which is amazing so again that is betterhelp.com slash healthy that is H-E-L-P you get 10% off your first month and thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode I really believe you guys are going to find some beneficial help through this so thank you guys for listening and let's just get right back into today's episode. And then I also have my assistant. So there's a lot. I know. I know. And it's a lot of money. It's a lot of expenses. So now I have an assistant and I've had a couple assistants right when I moved back to Dallas from L.A. I had an assistant that um, I worked with her actually before I moved back or before I moved to L.A. So we reworked together. She was literally the best and she just moved to Austin or she moved to Austin over a year ago. And went to Texas and graduated. Now she's living there. But I've had an assistant just, again, to help me shoot content. It is so, 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 so important in this job. And I know people probably think that sounds pretentious. And I honestly, I still cringe. I still feel weird being like, I have an assistant. But genuinely, if you want to stay afloat in this job, you have to have one. At least if, like, you're at, I guess, the level of where I'm at. And, oh, that sounds so pretentious. I'm so sorry if that's the way it's coming off. But I I need one. I absolutely do. I had a couple of months where I didn't have a, an assistant. And the amount of stress and anxiety and lack of sleep was insane. That's why I lost so much weight because I was so stressed out. I was literally doing everything by myself because I was interviewing people and trying to find the right person. And now I have the, the best assistant. She's amazing. She's currently running some errands for me right now, which – I'm so, so, so thankful for because that way it frees me up to do this. That's why, That way I can film my podcast and stay up to date and make sure I don't miss deadlines. And there's so many things I'm still doing behind the scenes that she um, she doesn't need to do. And so I still do, like, my other things. Like, I do my own laundry, of course, or whatever. Like, But she'll kind of run errands for me or return things for me. And now, later today, we're going to brainstorm for the week of, like, what content do we want to film? How do we want to film it? Where do we want to film it? What outfits do we want to shoot? What faith-based stuff? So we always go through this um platform called notion and it's an app where we brainstorm and write down all the ideas for youtubes for instagrams for tiktoks for posts for serious posts for faith posts like whatever it may be so her and i work together hand in hand she's literally the best i'm so thankful i found her so i also have an assistant and then just like on the side i mean i have my assistant now edit my videos i have photographers every now and then that i work with so financially my team takes a cut i obviously have to pay a podcast coordinator i pay um, my assistant as well. And some of the ways that as an influencer that you can create you know, funds or make money is multiple ways actually, which is very nice because you always do want to diversify. You never want to put your eggs in one basket. And so I used to have literally all my eggs into YouTube. And when YouTube started to not go exactly the way I wanted it or when I started to feel burnt out, I was kind of starting to panic. So for me, I make, ins- I make income from YouTube, podcasting, um so people donate monthly to my podcast which again thank you so much if you do and then I make brand deal m- brand deal money on my podcast brand deals for Instagram, TikTok, YouTube and then I also have like to know it so affiliate links if people purchase products through my affiliate links I make money merch um this big deal that I just signed um I also make money through I'm trying to think if there's any other ways I don't think there I mean maybe I'm missing I'm not sure so Yeah, and you can also make money from people just, like, watching your TikToks, which you make, like, literally nothing on TikTok, so that I don't even, I really don't even count that. Um, And, yeah, and so just, like, brand deals. So, I have, like, regular partnerships. Like, I have a regular partnership with Fabletics that I've done now for four years and love working with them. And so, there's multiple ways, but that doesn't mean, like, you're incurring all of those uh, benefits. Like, you're not getting... 100% 100% of those funds you're just not when I do my taxes of course you know I look and I see all the expenses and I'm like holy crap like truly you do have to spend money to make money and so yeah I have to pay my editor I have to pay my assistant I have to pay my team everyone takes a cut I have to pay someone to create posts for me i like to know it. I have to pay I mean there's so many things that your money ends up being eaten up with like when I buy equipment like buying all this podcast equipment was not cheap and I I bought it, and I was like, you know what? This is expensive, but I'm hoping that this will, in the end, pay off, and it did, which I'm really thankful for. But, yeah, you kind of do have to spend some money to make some money, but the good thing is, you know, if you're starting, like, you just having your iPhone is good enough. Like, you just posting on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, like, that's enough for right now. Like, just start in that, and we'll get more into that. But there's there's so many things. Like, I have to pay – um. Monthly fees for having rights to music because if you don't have cop if you don't have rights to music, you will get copyrighted and your videos will be taken down. So I use Epidemic Sound for that. I have to pay for subscriptions for photo editing. So I have to pay for the Adobe package, which is money. I have to pay money for PickMonkey, which helps me create graphics. I have to pay money for how I film my podcast virtually called Zencaster. That's again more money. Like there's so many things that people don't really think about that you're like, oh my gosh, I there's so many random, like, hidden fees, paying for travel, paying for buying products to show to people and stuff. And so, yeah, you're not you're not 100% receiving all those funds. You have to obviously always count what are my expenses. And so at the end of the year, it's always interesting to be like, oh, my gosh, I spent this much on my team. I spent this much on equipment or travel or whatever. So um, just know, like, yeah, I'm not, like, rolling in the dough where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm making all this money. Like, I have to pay people because I want them to – be financially stable as well. So kind of regarding the financial side in the beginning, yeah, you're not going to be making very much money. And I think that's why it's important if you're wanting to start this, just to know why are your, what are your motives? Like some people, I, I see this on TikTok, 247 24 seven. Everyone's just like, Oh my God, I made $5,000 this month and it's great. Like I'm all for that. But I just feel like if you're not really in it for the right reasons, and if you're just doing it because you're like, Oh, I hate my job. I just want to quit. I just want to make some money and you just want to join TikTok or whatever because you want to make money, like, that's great. But also, like, I feel like if you don't really love it, you're not really passionate about it, it's not really something you genuinely feel like, I have something to contribute to the world, you're going to burn out, you're going to end up fading away, you're going to just kind of not really be sustainable because you're not coming from a healthy spot or a healthy place or a healthy foundation. And so I just feel like if you're going to do it, make sure your intentions and motives are right because – I really do think those pure intentions and intentions and motives will carry you through the business. And I think that's why I still feel fulfilled in this is because genuinely like I want my intentions to be to help people. And there's always a need for that. There's always someone that needs help. So it's like I never went out of content because there's always a void to be filled somewhere. You know what I mean? So um, financially, yeah, you're not going to make that much money in the beginning, but just keep going. You're just going to have to keep trucking along. Like I said, I didn't make money for years when I started And even with the podcast, you know, I didn't make money on on the first year of my podcast, literally at all. Like I was losing money because I was paying someone to edit the podcast for me and create graphics. But the podcast didn't make money. So a lot of times people think, like, instantly when you start a podcast, you're going to quickly make money, and it's like, no. And that's why in the very beginning I was asking for monthly donators. Actually, I don't, know if I, I don't even know if I – maybe I did ask. I don't know. But I let people know, like, hey, if you want to donate, I'm not making any money off of this. I didn't for an entire year, and honestly, even more than a year. And so just know, like, it takes time. Like, trust the process, but keep working hard and keep believing and put out content that you know will bless people. Like, put out content that you want to listen to, and that's what – has helped my podcast grow and be successful because these are the things that I wish I had when I was younger. These are the things that I want to listen to. These are the things that I'm like, man, like what would someone need today? So create content that you know is going to help someone, that someone's looking for, that someone's searching, that someone's like, I'm struggling with this today. How do I find a solution? Create the solution to the problem and you'll never run out of ideas, you know? So just be patient with the process because, yeah, in the beginning, I made no money on my podcast. Now I'm making money, and it's still not, like, crazy amounts. Like, believe me, it's really not. But it's enough. Like, it's still money that I'm thankful for, and I'm able to now pay my podcast coordinator and start to make a little bit of a profit because I'm creating content that people consistently want to come back to and that they look up to me in this content. And so create content from a good place. So financially, yes, there's, there's expenses, there's, there's uh profits, all the things, but to, for me to deal with my money, I stink at taxes. I don't know what the frick I'm doing, to be honest. So kind of funny, my agent, his dad is an accountant. And so he connected me to his dad and he was like, yo, my dad will help you. My dad, my, not my dad, his dad gave me like a little family discount, which was so sweet, but I still pay a lot of money for this accountant because especially with this many moving parts um you need to kind of have someone help you unless you feel really good and confident. For me, I do not feel confident when it comes to finances and taxes. I just don't. I, I don't think I know really what I'm doing. So, I hired this accountant and he helps me with my knowing like what tax write-offs I can do and no, he does everything for me. Like I basically just kind of tell him like, Hey, this is what this transaction was for. I have to fill those out quarterly. He always goes through my expenses with me quarterly. Um, I'm really not someone that is the best person to talk about finances. I am very money conscious. Like well, I don't like to blow a ton of money. Maddie will literally tell you that we talked about that yesterday. She was like, I'm surprised at how frugal and money conscious you are. And it's because I'm like, if you want to stay at that level of wealth that you have, like you can't just be like, Oh, I have all this money. Let me just blow it. That's partially why I still like research all the time when it comes to getting a car, when it came to buying this house, like I could have bought a more expensive house, but I chose not to because I was like, I want to be safe. Like I want to make sure that I'm not, you know, overdoing this in case a financial crash happens or what if I do get canceled on the internet or whatever, like you just never know. So I want to be careful and conscientious of that and I still try to be conscious of, like, oh, what does this cost? Like, yes, there are times when I don't probably look and I just buy it, but most of the time I was just raised pretty frugal. I was raised in a not so super wealthy family. So I just try, I think it's just ingrained in my mind. Um, I love a good deal. I love a good, you know, buckaroo where I'm like, I saved some change here. Like the other day, I'm going to Hawaii in August and I saw that Southwest had lowered the price, and I, oh man, did I run, I ran and like repurchased the ticket to save $160, and you would too for a check, right, because $160 is $160, and Maddie was like, that's so funny that you like think it's that big of a deal, and I'm like, well of course, like that $160 can go towards someone in need, or it can go towards a meal there, or it can go towards something else, you know what I mean, so The dollar, they matter. You know what I mean? So I try to still be conscientious, but I also don't try to like be a slave to money. Like I don't, my dad always said this saying growing up and I'm so thankful he did because it's something that stuck with me my entire life. My dad literally said it to me just on Tuesday. My dad said, I don't live for money. I live with money. And that's exactly how I feel. I do not live to just create all this income, this revenue stream where I'm like, I want to be just rich, 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 rich. I'm so thankful that I do feel stable. I'm thankful for the income that I have, but I don't want money to become an idol. I don't want money to be this obsession. I don't want to do all my things with the motives of how much money am I going to make? What's the money behind it? What's the money? Like there's opportunities I've done that were for free that were for almost practically nothing like 500 buckaroos because to me it was worth it. Speaking engagements, you get paid barely anything for them, but because I'm passionate about this because I know I get to share the gospel because I know I get to talk to people. I get to meet people. I get to share my faith and help people. I will do those for free. I will do those for 500 buckaroos because they matter to me, you know, and that to me is also part of ministry is doing something and not respecting, expecting something in return necessarily. Like there's certain elements where it's like you got to just let go of this constant. Like I need to make more money, more money, more money, like whatever. There's areas where I think it's just healthy and wise to just be like, God, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to do this for free? And if he says yes, then you better do it. And especially when it comes to a lot of the ministry stuff. And that's why for the longest time I was doing these Abide Tribe Bible studies for months and months and months and months, over a year for free. And I had some people on my team be like, you should be charging people. And I've looked into doing Patreon down the road, but I just was like, I just feel bad. Like I can't charge people For the gospel, it feels weird to me. So even though the Abai tribe Bible studies that I was doing every single Wednesday night, they were two hours long, and it took me hours and hours and hours to prepare. It was like a six-hour thing out of my day. My team was like, "You're losing money," but to me, it was because people were finding freedom and friendships and their identity, and I was helping people. I was like, "That's worth it to me for that to be free." Nowadays, I totally can't do that necessarily because. I'm busy, my time is limited. I'm spread super, super thin. so I really do have to kind of weigh a little bit more of like, okay, well, is this worth my time? Is this pro- providing any benefits? Is this pro- providing any uh, is this providing any financial uh, you know security or any influence in my finances, whatever? Um, but I try to not always let money be the only thing that influences me. I want it to align to my beliefs or my values or what I'm currently doing, or does this help someone? do I actually genuinely believe in the brand, et cetera, et cetera. Essentially, I have a I have an accountant to help me with my taxes, and then based off of that, I was I was kind of like, okay, now what do I do with this money that I have? And then my accountant recommended, okay, now I recommend you to get a financial advisor, and so that was the next person I added on was the financial advisor. So this person helps me manage my money. They help me with investments. They do um, all the stocks and the bonds and everything. Because again. Not something I know how to do literally at all, like over my head. Yes, I learned all about that in my financial classes in my business minor at college, but I don't know what the freak I'm doing. I don't know where to invest, how to invest, anything that's not for me. However, I do think I want to do an episode with someone that can run down down the basics for all of us so we can all figure that out a little bit. So just got to find the right person for that. But I do think that'd be a great episode for me to talk about is finances as a young adult because it's confusing. I totally get it. I'll look into that. So now I got a financial advisor and he helps me with all the investing and he set up my 401k and my, you know, all the retirement stuff, investments. So I have that now kind of secured as well. And so even if you don't make that much money, even if you make 2,000 bucks a month, like I've learned growing up or I've learned from being early on in this career, like even if you don't make that much money, I didn't make that much money early on, you know, invest whatever you can, like even if it's a hundred bucks a month, like that's still, Equates to something so massive, it'll grow with the interest. So, look into that whether that's like through an app like um, uh, Robinhood that's a good app, that's also for stocks as well. Um, and just like I would just google that a little bit of like where can I invest? How do I invest? Because even if it's investing 20 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month, it still matters, it still equates to something, it will grow. And you want to start now, like if you're 20. Or 18 or 19 whatever like you could be like a millionaire by the time you're 40 like that's literally like how it's set up so just look into it please um so i have someone that manages that for me as well but i also use this app called mint mint tracks all my finances so i know all the income i know where i'm spending where it's going what are the bills it tracks my you know credit score it tracks if there's any like fraud potentially or anything like that so i recommend that app as well um, but yeah, as far as the financial side, that's kind of it. I don't really have much more to say on that. I mean, I just overall, like, I try to be, I try to save my money. I have a team to help me, though. My my finances, which is also another interesting thing, is my finances all flow through my team first. So every time I get a brand deal payout, like, so if, if a brand pays me 30 days after doing the brand deal, it first goes to my team. They take their 25%, which is a lot, but it is, that's the way it is. And then then it goes to me, into my bank account. So... Um, I have all those statements and everything and it's great. So financially, I don't really, I don't really, uh, I don't know. I'm not the most knowledgeable on it, but I still just try to always make sure I'm in touch with my accountant and financial advisor, So I'm not getting screwed over. Like when I got the car that I have now, when I purchased this house, I made sure to be like, what do y'all recommend? What do you think? Before I hired my assistant, I said, what do y'all think? So I always think it's important to funnel these things through people, ask for wisdom and counsel, whether that's your parents, ask the smartest guy you know, ask someone that's in finances, like ask someone something. It's okay to ask. Like, And I do that all the time. It's like with a lot of my friends that are more knowledgeable on certain things than I am, like a lot of my guy friends work in business, finances, accounting, tax protesting, whatever the case may be. I go to them and I'm like, help me. Because I don't know what I'm doing. And guys love to help girls. They're like, let me help you. They're so great. So I've done this a lot. Don't be shy to do that. Definitely check that out and try that out. And um, I think you'll find that beneficial. And maybe you'll get a boyfriend out of it. Who knows, sister? (laughs) You didn't hear from me, though. Anyway, so kind of the last part that I wanted to get into was just how do you, like, start this? Like, if you want to do this, what should you know? And how do you do this? And so kind of what I was saying is today's culture, it's very different because, um it's oversaturated there's so many people everyone and their mother wants to do it social media is changing faster than ever it's so it's so quick and you have to adapt all the time and you just that's part of the job why I I get exhausted is because you have to constantly be on and constantly adapting 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 however nowadays I feel like you can grow pretty fast on TikTok so if you want to start start on TikTok create your life like show your life like provide value to people. That's always going to be beneficial is providing value, whether that's your personality or humor or stories or advice or tips or anything like just provide it and just start. Like there's never going to be a better time to start than now because everyone always wants to be like, okay, maybe in a year, maybe in 30 days I'll be ready. Maybe in six months I'll be ready and maybe, but what if you're not like, why not just start now? Like there's no better time than now to start. Don't let the fear of man or the fear of like, people's approval or whatever like that stop you that's so stupid and I know that's a real feeling because I still feel that to this day but don't let that stop you like just do it and who cares if they see it because again like I said it's more acceptable now and just post consistently post every day if you can and um, just provide value be yourself like there's something really that is so important that at the end of the day like if your content is just just is just like everyone else's like it's all gonna blur and mesh and what's going to stick out and keep people around is ultimately who you are, your story, your value, your personality, and just if people resonate with you. And so be yourself from the get-go. And then brands will probably start reaching out to you. If you start creating good content, you know, make sure you have like a business email in your bio. You can renegotiate these deals. Um, Make sure that brands are able to contact you. And then maybe just know in the beginning, like the fees are going to be low because you're just starting or maybe you don't have enough followers yet. But Do what you can, and then as you continue to grow, you can renegotiate and add higher fees and everything. I just feel like everyone has an iPhone. Like, I have an iPhone. I can create pretty much every content I want if I really, really wanted to on this iPhone right here, which is so crazy that there's that much power in my hand. It's crazy, but you have the power to start a YouTube channel that way, do your TikToks, IG reels, Instagram stories. You could even do a podcast like this if you really wanted to you just film on your iPhone and upload it to anchor. So the possibilities are endless and it's a really fun job. It's really fulfilling, but you also do have to know that if you want to do this, you have to be consistent. You have to be on, you have to know what your, why is, why you're doing this. Um, and just really constantly be thinking of new stuff all the time, because you want to make sure that you are posting consistently and you have to plan ahead and you have to know, what are you going to talk about? And, Um, that is kind of sometimes the hard part of the job is like, oh, what do I talk about today, you know? And um, just knowing that there are, you know, some cons to this because I think everyone thinks it's so fun, and it is really fun, but there are cons to this job, and I think everyone knows that now. When we watch a ton of influencers open up about this and they discuss their feelings and they discuss, you know, this job, they struggle with mental health a lot. They struggle with anxiety. They struggle with comparison, not being good enough or being too much or feeling, you know – less than compared to some, some other person. It's comparison is so real or feeling like you'll never amount to your numbers or when someone does unfollow you or you're losing followers or this brand didn't want to work with you or whatever. Like there's so much that goes on to it. And I just feel like I'm talking so fast. I'm so sorry. I feel like if you're going to do this, I really do want you to be very confident and secure in yourself and who God has made you to be and know your why and feel like I have this beautiful thing to share with the world. And I don't care what someone says or what they do or how they're going to try to downgrade me or how they're going to try to diminish me or dull me or dull my sparkle. Like, I'm not going to let them do that because people will try to do that. The hate comments are mean. People are savage on TikTok. Like, savage. I mean, there's been times where I've been like, my feelings got hurt from TikTok. So, you're going to have to really garner up a big, you know, some big strength and courage And, and put your armor on, put your armor of God on because people are mean, I'm telling you. So just know like that might come as well. There's going to be along the journey, a lot of doubt or a lot of like, am I really, is this really what I want to do? Or am I really meant for this? Is this really like all there is, there's going to be ebbs and flows and knowing that, you know, it's part of the job. But again, if you know your why, you know, the person you're trying to reach, if you, for me, for example, like I know my demographic, I know that there's girls between the age of 18 to 30 that are struggling with X, Y, and Z. And that is the girl that that's the girl I want to make content for. So think about that. Like, who do you want to make content for? At the end of the day, when you think about, man, like, I think this girl is struggling. What is she struggling with? And then create content to provide a solution to that struggle. And that really, like I said, creates longevity Um, and have fun with it. Like, just have fun. It doesn't always have to be so serious or whatever. Just enjoy it. it. Doesn't have to be perfect all the time. Just create, just do it, just start it. You know what I mean? Um, and then just know that, you know, there, there is a certain weight that comes with this job. I think that's something I always experience and I feel is that, for example, like, I took off this past, like, week, probably week and a half. I was very, 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 very spotty with um, Instagram and posting in general. And a lot of people started DMing me, and they were like, what's up? Like, why are you gone? And that's where it feels a little frustrating is, like, I feel like sometimes with this job is – you share your entire life. So everyone wants to know everything. They want to always hear from you. They want to see more. They want you to post more. They want you to do more. And when you disappear, they're like, where'd you go? What happened? What is something wrong? And they want to know all the answers. And it feels like sometimes you can never disconnect and you can never fully turn off your brain. I don't feel like a lot of the times I can just go to bed and be like, ah, I'm at peace. Like I always am thinking like, what am I going to post tomorrow? What are they going to say? Blah, blah, blah. Even though I try to just kind of have a healthy disconnection every now and then, but I just feel like inevitably it comes with this job. And that's also part of the job. Like you're the one putting yourself out there. Like you're the, Oh my God, there's literally a bird that just stared at me through the window. That was so weird. Why am I uncomfortable from a bird? But yeah, you're like, you're the one putting your life out there. You're the one being like, I'm showcasing my life. But the more you showcase, the more vulnerable, the more you let them in, the more ammo you give them to use against you or for them to want to know more and so it's constantly finding this this fine balance and the fine line of how much to share, how much is not enough. I want to be vulnerable. I want to share. But I also want to share it when, I've, when I'm healed a little bit more, when I'm more, you know, when i have more processed through this and everything. But it's constantly this battle that I play all the time, which I think I have a good balance of it now. Um, but I took a break and, you know, it was hard at first, but I also was like, I need this. Like, I'm not going to feel guilty and feel bad for taking a break. Like, I'm just not. But most people nowadays, they do understand that this is a hard job. This is a mentally taxing job on people in a lot of, a lot of ways. And so I'm glad that people now understand and respect that. And they're like, you take your break, it's Like, you do that. Like, we support you in that. And I'm really, really thankful for that. And so I took my break, and it was great. So know that you, you're going to have to take some breaks because it's easy to become extremely addicted To our phones, you're always on it. You're always thinking, I need to post, I need to post, I need to post. And it becomes this addiction, this thing that you cannot live without. It becomes your identity. I don't want that to happen. Like, you have to make sure you're secure, you're confident, you know who you are, but you're also able to still detach. If you need to, still take breaks, still know your social media is not your identity. It's just a a means to help people and to find um, some fun in your own life, but it's not your identity. Because if God does ask you to walk away or you do feel like you need to quit, I don't want you being so attached to it that your entire world is wrecked when it's gone, which I know for me, it'd be really, really hard. But I want to know that I'm first and foremost, like a child of God, like I'm first and foremost, like I I have meaning and purpose apart from just my platforms, you know what I mean? So just knowing that, but you know what, just start it, find what, find your why, find your people and uh, just do it. And so. I, uh, I just think maintaining this is, is something that can be difficult, but if you play your cards right again, like if you always provide value, you're thinking about helping people, you take breaks, you check yourself, you have good people speaking into this, people checking in on you, making sure you're doing okay. Your motives are good. They're checking in on your mental health. Like you'll be sustained. And so, yeah, those are all my thoughts on this career. I know this was super long and maybe more than you asked for, but you guys wanted it and here we are. And so that's kind of what it looks like a little bit of behind the scenes of like how the who plans what and what people I have on my team and who does what. And um, a lot of the things I still do on my own. Like I said, I'm filming this podcast on my own. I set this up on my own. Like I I still do a lot of my stuff on my own. I create a lot of my graphics. I do most of my posting still on my own. I order products. But there are times when you just simply need help. And I think that's OK. Um, so I'm super thankful for my team. I'm thankful for my podcast coordinator, my assistant. I'm thankful for all the blessings and y'all, I don't, I can't do this if it weren't for y'all. Like if you don't support and listen and watch and share all these things, like I don't, I can't live the life and I can't support my team and I can't do all these things. And so thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for supporting me and listening to me and sharing the podcast. It's been such a blessing. This journey is just insane. I mean, I never thought when I was 17 years old that this would be what it is today. And now I'm 28 and I'm just like, dang, like, Never my wildest dreams that I think I would be here. But, uh, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to this job. There's blessing and curses to this job. But overall, like, I'm so thankful for it. I know God's using it. God has used it. He is using it. He will continue to use it. And I believe in that. I believe in that for you. God, give God glory with your platform. Like, make sure that you do this for the approval of one, which is Christ and Christ alone. And don't live for man's approval. And um, just know who you are securely in Christ first. And do everything you do for the glory of God. You know, use your platform to bless others, to help others, and to ultimately share the gospel. That's what I'm here to do as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. I know this was long. If it helped you in any shape or form, then give it a share or a review or anything. Give us a review. It helps me a lot as well. And I love those voice memos you guys send me. If you guys do want to donate monthly, please feel free. No pressure at all. I really am trying to get a studio. That would be like my next dream is to get a studio. Um, so I'm kind of trying to save up and work up to that. But um, anyway, I love you all so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Merch will be coming soon. I'm shooting the products this week and next week. I'm really excited. So stay tuned for that. I'll have an official launch date ASAP. Stay up to date with me on my Instagram and my YouTube and the Happy and Healthy Podcast as well. All are linked down below in my TikTok. Everything's Janina Mapola per usual. Love, y'all. I'll see you soon. I'll see you again next Tuesday for another episode of Happy and Healthy. Until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye, y'all.